Uh, hey, everybody, and welcome to another mandatory work outing here on MPC Incorporated's Twitch channel. Uh, tonight, we're going to be playing some D&D 5th Edition, uh, and we have some special guests in addition to our uh, our two main cast, uh, uh, Liz and Brandon, are waving on the side. Uh, before Ooh. we introduce them, we remind you, <laughs> don't boo yourself, or Liz. I, I want to <laughs> no boo myself. Tell. It's <laughs> I boo myself. I'm the man who boo me. <laughs> I am the man who boos. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, just to give you a little rundown of what we're doing tonight. So we've been uh, kind of experimenting with just uh, some fun one shots to uh, while away our Thursday pandemic hours. And uh, we have been posting uh, just just the settings on our social media and asking you, our listeners and watchers and friends, to vote on which one you'd like to have. Uh, this week, the er, chosen one was uh, um, Rowdy Roadhouse, which is a one shot that I wrote. So I'm going to be in the dm chair this evening um uh it's gonna i'm really excited i have a lot of fun uh basically a bar work sim ahead of us uh but before we do that let's go ahead and meet our cast starting with looking at the circle let's start with you liz ah hello it is me liz getty i'm very excited to be here and today i'm going to be playing petunia butterbolt jr who is a rabbit folk from the new unearthed arcana fae folk thing and i'm very excited and i'm a monk and i'm really cool and it's just really exciting pretty exciting and my Addendum. pronouns are them and petunias are she her Excellent. Uh, and we're also going to have a chance for our characters to uh, describe themselves physically when we get started. So uh, uh, get, if you're curious about what all these wild characters look like, you'll, don't worry. We're going to let you know. Uh, uh, Brandon, next. Hey, it's it's your boy, Brandon Kirkman, uh, one of the cast here at NBC Incorporated. And what's that? I got a... Uh, wow, I really fucked that up. I got a big old beer. <laughs> oh, that was cool. Did we talk for that for you? Yeah. <laughs> I was one step away from being like, Mom. <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, he, him pronouns. I'd be playing uh, Phallix Blightslinger, which is a plague doctor turned bartender, which I'm just calling a plague bartender, after being discredited from his own medical field and then also getting his own business shut down because he never had the accreditations for that either. He's just doing a lot of legal things all the time. Uh, definitely not going to do anything with the drinks because that would be creepy. So don't worry about that. I thought about like, that would be a bad joke to make. He's more interested in making plague spells. He doesn't He doesn't touch the drink stuff. He's really excited to make you the perfect cocktail, and you're going to love it. Uh, he's also constantly wearing the weirdest get-up, including a plague doctor mask. Um, and I, I want to think like a young spry Emperor Palpatine. He just got the Empire going. He's kind of feeling himself out. He's if having Emperor, a good time. Emperor Palpatine was in Cocktail with Tom Cruise. Yes, that okay, is okay. perfect. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, how will we meet uh, Alex next? Oh man, uh, yeah. Hey, hey there, NPC Inc. Long time, first time. Uh, I'm Alex. Uh, tonight, I will be playing. I'm very excited to be on the on, on the stream. Uh, I will be playing Tex Arcana, a a human barbarian who serves as the bouncer for this fine establishment. Uh, and he is the the son of a local warlord and her chief druid, and got kicked out of the fantasy merchant marine. Uh, before remembering his childhood dream to uh, beat up uh, losers and freaks in a bar, uh, at which point he went on a vision quest and was inspired to be hired at the at the uh, the double curse the very next day, where he can be seen breaking up fights with his baseball bat, which some might call uh, wrong, but he calls fun. <laughs> yeah, 
I, this is probably the first time you, you've, you've been on one of our streams. Uh, Alex was one of the previous DMs of Destiny Day Jobs. Wow! I, I didn't want to I didn't want to say anything, but I, I did re I did realize that as soon as we had started. It was like, big oh, shit. reveal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Rudy? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, hello. My name is uh, Rudy Schultz, and uh, I'm going to be playing Durzik Gloomhewer, who is a Duergar rogue. Uh, he lived in the Underdark, and uh, he was an outlander. He was a, a trapper. He didn't get along with the Duergar where he lived, so he kept pushing further and further out into the uh, Underdark, into the wildlands, trapping animals and, you know, killing them and selling their parts. And uh, he got far enough out to where he finally got out of the Underdark and just in, onto the surface world. Um, found himself coming out of the King Mountain into King City, uh, had a run-in with the King's Guard. Almost got uh, tossed into the clink, into the dungeon, but he found his way out of that situation. Uh, left and found uh, the double curse on the city outskirts and uh, threw open the door and said, this is a hive of scum and villainy that I could really find myself, uh, you know, glomming onto like a mollusk. And he's been working there as uh, the worst server in all the land uh, ever since, shirking just about... 100% of his duties and doing just about nothing. Uh, gets no tips whatsoever, but he's the uh, the double curse's uh, highest earner, which uh, might point to, you know, maybe his grubby, gray little paws getting into somebody's pockets. Yeah, how much? Like, how much <laughs> or everybody's pockets. Like, how much of a corporate man is he? That's what I'm curious about. <laughs> oh, he's like a, you know, wearing a bunch of ratty leather and like, you know, pieces of critters that he trapped i feel like he's he's so uh well unless the double curse makes him wear flair but it doesn't seem like a flare uh, kind I, of i think flares. actually wearing little bits of animal uh it accounts as flare at the double all curse. right then he's got a whole <laughs> lot of flair baby yeah, nothing but he's covered he's a little covered bird skull on your suspenders counts as like a button <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but that's that's derzik the son of a bitch uh hell yeah well, i'm so excited for everyone to meet these characters uh, and my name is DM Hobart, and I will be uh, hosting this evening's adventure. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I have a delicious empirical brewing beer uh, uh, if, in my neighborhood. Uh, this is a brewery. I don't know why I'm trying to help give you clues to where I live so you can find me, but... Yeah, why? Well, <laughs> Wish I could take it all back now. Anchor <laughs> beer instead. Let's, let's get that address going. Come on, let's hear it. I'll be uh, sprinkling it out throughout the night as we go. Um, but let's go ahead and get started with our adventure, shall we? We've met our characters. Now let's hear about this world. Um, Yes, this is a one-shot about a bar for the Rowdy Roadhouse suggestion. Um, and the bar in particular is named the Double Curse. Uh, um, this uh, bar is on the outskirts of a gigantic city in this uh, world. Um, this city is called King City. It is built up around a giant mountain, one of the tallest in the lands, but oddly isolated in the middle of what is around its flatlands and forests. Um, the, it's called King City, and King Mountain is the name of the mountain. Uh, contrary to how the name kind of makes it sound, uh, the city is actually not ruled by a monarchy. In fact, it is actually ruled by a singular corporation, uh, the King's Corporation. Uh, King's Corporation is a 
is a is a mining uh, concern mostly, and a lot of the uh, industry around the area is related to the mines that run throughout King Mountain, um, connecting even to they say the Underdark. Um, uh, it is a, a kind of rough place, uh, King City. Uh, the King Corporation has no love for the people and its workers, and uh, the conditions are considered quite poor in the city for anyone who isn't extremely wealthy or executives for the corporation. Uh, the corporation keeps the city under tight. Uh, uh, Kind of iron fist control via a private workforce called the uh, uh, the King's Guard. Um, King's Guard uh, are kind of yeah, a law enforcement uh, organization uh, and uh, privately owned. Fucking horrible. Uh, you all in this world kind of fall on uh, this these the the spectrum that polite society of King City would deem villainous. Uh, a lot of people are pushed to the fringes of society in this uh, harsh capitalistic society and uh, find themselves uh, turning to crime or to stranger, odder, magical pursuits to make ends meet. Uh, you all are in this adventure not heroes, not a party, not a questers. Instead, you are the staff at a infamous watering hole known as the Double Curse. Double Curse is far in the outskirts of the city, along uh, places where three roads come together, one of which that goes to the city. It was uh, probably at one time a stopover inn or tavern for people traveling to and from merchants and whatnot. But uh, most people who aren't involved in criminal pursuits avoid it like the plague. Um, it is uh, serves as kind of a rendezvous and hideout and hangout for some of the worst of King City. Talking real fucking villains come to this bar. Um, they know that this is a treat place to drink. People will leave them alone. Uh, the rules are lightly enforced. And uh, most importantly, that uh, the King's Guard are pretty unlikely to ever show up. Uh, uh, so you are all the workers uh, we'll go ahead and just uh, before we get started I, I that's kind of our intro as we fade down to the credits and say one night of the double curse uh, mm -hmm. uh, so I want to go ahead and just uh, raise a toast to all of you uh, if everyone wants to join me also we kind of drink along at home uh, uh, we don't have any particular rules for tonight but we encourage you to take a drink for natural ones and natural twenties uh, and to those of you about oh. to roll I salute you Slancha yeah <laughs> so, you all arrive for a normal Salute. day at work. <laughs> you memorize all the, all the cheers. <laughs> um, <laughs> ooh, man, my eyes water a little bit. Woo! Um, so you all arrive at the um, you all arrive at the, uh, the the your work your place of uh, work operation. Um, it's like uh, middle afternoon, kind of like you know before five p.m. Uh, this is usually when you all arrive, kind of kicking off the hangovers and sore, nursing sore more muscles from the shift before. Uh, you arrive to help the owner of the establishment uh, to set up. Uh, as you approach, you see kind of down this dusty offshoot off of these main thoroughfares uh, is the building itself. It's tall, but single story, um, made of largely wood construction with like big... Um, single log kind of uh, supports uh, that hold up a, a front porch and uh, the, the, the large uh, timber sides of the building. Uh, there's some windows, but largely not a lot. Um, uh, the doors are kind of just big wooden double doors uh, that you're quite familiar with hucking uh, a two trunk uh, uh, revelers through as your jobs as bouncers and enforcers here. Um, Anything you want to do? Uh, let's go ahead and just kind of go down the line. We'll say that you all kind of arrived together, and I want to hear a little bit about these characters uh, physically as they approach. Well, I want to say it is in the NPC tradition. We're all holding hands when we do arrive. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a very good recurring joke. I'll allow it. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I guess since I spoke up first, uh, I'll describe Phallic's Blight Slinger. Uh, he's become a bit of a, a famous for his mixology at the Double Curse. Uh, some people seek him out if they want to deal with the, the Hive of Scum and Villainies we mentioned earlier. Uh, because he has many years of experience from a lot of his illegal practices in both medicine and sciences uh, that he's put to work to make the perfect drink. Uh, many have come and many have been both, uh, I'd say, uh, almost exalted by such an experience, while others uh, have met their, their fates and ends just trying to get that perfect drink from such a dangerous location. Uh, because of this, though, he likes to show off his status. He uh, has the nicest, almost whitest kind of robes mixed with a black and white and a talisman on it that's a weird X that has a, a green glowing vial in the middle of it with a uh, famously donned uh, plague mask from his years of being a plague doctor before he switched over to becoming a mixologist. Uh, he says he wears it to honor the craft because it, first and foremost, he's always a scientist and he's always looking to change things. Uh, but really, it's just because he's a real weird to be honest. And uh, he loves it. He loves to be eccentric. He loves to make a scene. And he loves to make you just the perfect little drink. And he's just looking it over and sees that uh, the staff arrives. He's like, mm. oh, good day, everybody. You ready for another beautiful night at the Double Curse? Who's next? Yeah. What a, what a fucking transition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. <laughs> Uh, in, 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 in response to his co-workers, uh, query a, a, a towering man with just like a, like flaxen, like a flaxen blonde mullet, Ooh. just kind of like grunts. Uh, and, and if you, if you were to watch this, this, this man kind of, uh, kind of enter in, he's wearing a, the first thing you notice about him is that he has a, like a big bronze medallion of like the sun shining through the clouds and it's decorated with uh, bear claws and eagle feathers. And under that he's wearing a, he's got a, I think a, like a tight, like a tight yellow shirt that just says Longhorn Sunrise on it. <laughs> Never seen without just like a cool tight pair of dungarees and just the nastiest boots you've ever seen. And you would notice that he is also kind of idly twirling a, uh, a great club that just has Casey written on the side of it in in uh in in cursive, and this is and doing this uh, Texarkana grunts and says, "No such thing as a good night at the uh, double curse." As he goes to take a seat at the bar to see if he can try to annoy anybody into into picking a fight with him. Yeah, I'd say Phallus uh, just gives a, a solemn nod, but he thinks himself as like, uh, he doesn't know how much I'm making tips. That's a real shame. <laughs> a lot of good nights. <laughs> I assume villains would tip well. I mean, that's just something I was thinking about before we started this. I mean, they're, they're villains. They're not monsters. Exactly. <laughs> well, shit, Who's yeah. next? I'll pick. <laughs> Get it over with, I guess. Oh, you see a very, very tiny, like four foot tall rabbit folk um, with like gray hair all over, but the sides of her face are all shaven down and then smudged with like black soot and ink to like make the appearance of a black mohawk. 
and she has lip earrings and both long ears are like studded with earrings and hoops and jewelry and her eyebrows pierced um and on one shoulder there's like a very shakily done tattoo of a uh of a sailboat and she's wearing cut off shirt <laughs> no sleeves um and uh just like normal loose trousers um and there's a holster on one of the legs and there's a flask in there and this is petunia butterbolt jr uh daughter of petunia butterbolt the hero of king city and the hero of queen city and all around just incredible adventurer known and loved throughout the lands, yada yada, whatever. Junior Butterbolt had a bunch of kids, couldn't raise them herself, sent them to like this monastery. It was super boring. And PBJ, me, uh, kind of ran away and <laughs> doesn't like all that hero shit. So here we are working and we don't really talk about my mom and let the customers know about that. So I'm just PBJ oh. or Petunia. Definitely not a butterbolt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, heading heading up the rear, uh, the eternal toxic employee, uh, classic server who didn't want to be there. Uh, Durzik, uh, gloom hewer, you know. Real typical looking uh, Dewerger, kind of like uh, Genghis Khan from Mulan, but like five feet tall with a big schnoz. Uh, you know, just a gray-skinned, uh, gray-eyed, uh, black, long-bearded, grumpy-ass dwarf. Um, what, what time of day is it outside? It's, it's five, so it is sunny. Okay, so it's still sunny. All right, so he's like in hell. <laughs> uh, not not yeah. doing great. Rushes rushes into the the double curse uh, with you know his his bits and bobs of uh, uh, underdark creatures sewn into his leather uh, and uh, waddles into the comfort of the darkness um, to go find uh, oh dit to go find uh, Dalton because. Uh, he he likes to spend a lot of his shifts talking with Dalton. I imagine just kind of bullshitting behind the bar and not really doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, awesome. That's great. That's great. Uh, so yeah, when you enter the bar, yeah, the bar is uh, sort of. Uh, I mean, it's 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 got a lot of charm to it. I like to say over the double curse. There's you know there's 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 a as we have someone we were talking in our Discord, which by the way you should join our Discord. Uh, it's a lot, we we've been having a lot of fun chatting there over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, uh, there's like a um uh, 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 a rug made out of a jackadile, like a. a, a <laughs> You can look at the map. I, I've already sent you the maps. We don't necessarily. Oh, the map's up. That's great. That's great. That's perfect. Uh, I uh, do ignore some factors. Uh, some of the things on the map are going to come into play later. This is mainly just so you get an idea of the space of the bar, really. Um, so there's Jackadile uh, rug down there. There's 
bric-a-brac all over the walls, old suits of armor hung up in the rafters, big skulls from things that looks vaguely humanoid, but with like more teeth than they should have. Um, the, the bar is owned by a necromancer that you know quite well. His name is Stu. Um, uh, you don't see Stu as you walk in, but you do see that the, the bar was sort of a, a long wooden bar with big barrels with taps in it and lots of little bottles is, uh, you know, where it normally is and uh, no one's there. Um, there is, however, something that you all recognize, and especially you, uh, um, um, as much as you, Derzik, uh, is uh, that there is a little pedestal and like a centerpiece of the bar uh, with between like the big kegs of beer and the bottles of liquor and wine. And sitting on this pedestal kind of in a case is a human skull. Uh, the skull has like runes etched into it. You know this to be a skull that contains the spirit of the world's greatest cooler, a human man named Dalton. Uh, uh, the necromancer came into possession of the skull uh, through means uh and uh use it to Very access cool. the spirit of this legendary warrior so he may aid you in your quest to Ooh. do your job <laughs> <laughs> so uh what do you do now you're seeing they're seeing the bar you don't see Stu anywhere uh dalton uh where is Stu? uh the runes kind of one by one start to glow and fill up the skull and then you sort of just like see projected almost outside on top of the skull is a, a human man's face he's got a like sort of a chiseled jawline and sort of sweat backed hair and uh dangling from one of his from his mouth is a phantom cigarette that slowly trails phantom smoke up into the air and he goes hey everybody how's it going oh it's going wonderful well, it's fine. Uh, another day, another night of all of this wondrous uh, amusement and fantasy ahead of us. You know, I just, I know it's early. It's always so annoying. I kick it off, but I just want to know what the tip split's going to be tonight. I know there's some newer kind of novices taking from my jar, which, fine. But I mean, look at this. It, I, it doesn't pay for itself. I just wanted to put that down right away. Tips will be distributed as they're distributed, friend. Right, but is that like a 30, 70, uh, 30, 30, maybe like I'd say 40 and 30, depending on the split? I'd need to know what my money is. See the phantom sort of shake its head and he says, mm, that's not really the spirit of the whole thing, you know? We all got to work together. Only that way can we you know, make sure that everything goes off without a hitch tonight. And Dalton, tell us about the time that you killed all of those guys. <laughs> well, I didn't take a lot of pleasure in killing those guys, but sometimes you gotta put people in their place if they're acting a fool. Y'all remember the uh, four rules of the bar, right? Of course. Uh, I'll to uh, remind uh, those of us that uh, drink heavily. The lighting up above his head, you see text appear. The first one appears <laughs> and it says, uh, 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 no one is allowed to kill the patrons at the double curse. Uh, this rule is broken constantly. <laughs> but, uh, these are mostly suggestions. The second one is expect the unexpected. Never underestimate your opponent. The third one is take it outside. The th fourth one is be nice. <laughs> I mean, you always have to be nice. <laughs> Can we say that a fifth rule appears right above it? It's like, have fun. 
yeah, yeah. Have fun. Give 110. percent Don't tell anyone about Fight Club. Uh, uh, as you are having this conversation, uh, the door kind of opens in the back uh, that leads to like the room where all the supplies and kegs are kept. It's also you. Know, you all recognize that it is basically the laboratory of uh, Stu the Necromancer. Uh, and striding out, kind of rushed acting, is uh, Stu himself. Uh, he's a tall, lanky human man. Uh, uh, he's uh, wearing just sort of like normal, you know, a peasant's pants, and he's wearing a. a a tank top uh, with an apron over it. The apron is drenched in splashes of blood. Uh, and then his other defining feature is perched on top of his head is a, like a black wizard's hat, like a, like a Halloween witch hat. Hmm. And it's just sort of like cocked at an angle. And he sort of like wipes his forehead as he walks out. He says, Oh, Hey everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm running real late today. I know. Daylight savings is catching up with all of us. Even a week later, it's amazing how much an hour can take or give. I hate yeah. when they save daylight. I hate it. <laughs> the the chronomancers insisted, you know, that's like a law. Ugh. And he sort of says, can I get a drink? Can you pour me a drink, Falix? Of course. What will it be? Oh, it's a whiskey, man. Straight? Neat? What are we looking at? <laughs> a lot of questions from you, man. I, can I just get like a little glass of whiskey, like a shot? <laughs> Okay, yeah, I just, I'm just gonna, he doesn't always need to make it fancy, he just grabs, like, the, the usual blend that uh, Stu uh, likes, and, you know, does a, a good two-finger, I'd say, amount into a good uh, little tumbler. <sighs> they hand it to him, he takes and just, all at once, just pounds it. Just, oh, thanks, I needed that. <clears throat> Doug. You're looking nice tonight, Stu, with all of the, uh, ichor. <laughs> he looks and he's like, oh, man! Jeez. No, no, no it's good luck. I meant it. I meant it. It's oh, good. thank you, Derzik. That's nice, man. Oh, I'm really kind of screwed up. I'm uh, sorry, but I'm really behind. I can I'm tell. Working, working on one lab. of my... Huh? I can tell. Working in the lab. It looks like late. Maybe <laughs> last night. I was working late last night. And my eyes beheld a fearful sight. Uh, oh, no. I was working on this dude and trying to make... I'm trying to get him ready for this... I'm selling one of my guys, so, you know, for to a, someone tonight is coming by, and I don't know, I guess I got one something wrong, and he went totally nuts, and I had to smash his head in with something, and now I gotta, like, completely start over, so I'm gonna be real wrapped up with that tonight. I really kind of just need you guys to take over everything tonight, okay? Sounds okay. like it was quite the mash. Yes, it was a monster mash. Wow. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> I'm sure it would be a smash in the graveyard if it, you know. I'm not allowed there anymore. No, that's in here. And he sort of, he sort of wipes his face. Anyone like to make me a history check? Ooh, sure. Can we all do it? I'll do it. Why not? Fuck it. First Yay! roll of the night. Do it. I'm terrible. I'm terrible nice. at this, but I just, I just got a straight thirteen. Ooh, 13. I got a, I got a straight one, baby. First oh, roll of the oh, night. Oh, on everybody, yeah. a big old one. You forgot snake, <laughs> snake eyes for Dorzig. <laughs> uh, what, what was our highest one? Who, who else are we gonna get? I got a, I got a 14. Uh, Texarkana did nice, 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 nice. 
All right, well, cool. Uh, so we'll say, yeah, Tex gets the, the most story. Uh, 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 Durzek, you uh, get really distracted, and you kind of just like immediately start thinking about yourself. <laughs> how you wanna, how you, what, what you're hoping you can steal tonight or whatever. <laughs> As I want to do, think about number one. <laughs> uh, but my, we, what others of you uh, recall is that uh, uh, Stu runs a side business uh, selling magical items to you know, people who need them uh and his most popular item is uh uh, uh he makes constructs out of previously living individuals for people who might be interested in you know having a invincible super soldier at their side and uh this came about one day when he was trying to make the world's best barback uh, and though the Supposed uh, super barback uh, ended up taking the head <laughs> off one of the patrons. Uh, he discovered that uh, a lot of them, a lot of the villains in the bar, would pay top dollar for such a thing. And uh, so he is clearly in the midst of preparing another one of these uh, dudes, as he calls them, uh, to be sold. I'll uh, tell you what, I hope he turns me into a dude when I die. <laughs> and he goes, Man, that's in your contract, and I really appreciate it. You got a great bone structure. Hey, thank you. I've said this often, but if every organ in my body is not harvested for science to make the worst of inventions and machinery, I will be upset. I will come back as a ghost and demand that I'm used for evil. Mm, well, yes, yes, we would all like to be a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to be a dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, uh, he says, he says, Oi, so I'm really going to need some privacy so I can work like... I'm serious when I say, like, don't interrupt me tonight because, like, you know, if I had to stop in the middle, it's like, I don't know. You, like, freak out again. Right. Yes. We don't but, want to turn your mind smash into a graveyard smash. I'm yeah. It, 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 when, the, when that happens, it catches on in a flash. Oh, my goodness. It's no, wild how it spreads. <laughs> uh, he said, and he says, he says, but the buyer's coming in, like, around the opening to collect. Uh, so I need you to sort of make her happy, keep her busy. Please don't tell her that, like, it's not working. And, well, I'll be ready soon. Can I trust you guys to do that? Hey, you've you got, got all these balls. Can I try to, uh, can I roll to give him a high five? Man? Performance. <laughs> of course you can make a high five roll. It's Destiny. It's the egg, baby. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be, like, uh, with my weird white leather gloves on, too. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh. That's, I mean, it's not the hottest roll. It's an eight, but eight, it's, it's not a uh, one. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty weak high five, but he's pretty stressed out. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh you, uh, yeah, you're, um, you're, you're uh, just sort of, uh, getting set up. Uh, I'll say that, uh, this is, uh, we're gonna, cause uh, this is all sort of an introductory portion. Uh, so if you'd like to just tell me anything that you'd like to do, if it's beyond what you're normally expected for your job to do, uh, we can discuss it. But otherwise, we're just going to imagine that your characters spend uh, until opening time, set up the bar, getting the chairs all dusted, you know, all this, the normal shit that would be not fun to roleplay. <laughs> uh, I would say... Specifically, Falix has read up on a very, to go with the theme, uh, we, we all did mixed drinks to uh, make it home if you want to, which I think was really fun. Uh, but the one I put up is jalapeno-infused uh, simple syrup. So I want to say in the fantasy world that Falix has come across a very, 
very spicy substance. Some might say illegally spicy that he's going to try to decanter in perfectly into a simple syrup to use for a, a mixed drink he's going to put on the menu tonight. Ooh, I love that you gave yourself a task that is going to be... Okay, here we go. I love this. Uh, so go ahead and make me a... Uh, this is going to be an Arcana check. Uh, uh, it's going to be using your the bartender class. Uh, so I created a couple uh, uh, career classes to add for our characters to add on to their do uh, to what they do. And so uh, Kirkman uh, has chosen or Valix has chosen to be the bartender class, uh, which gives a proficiency on bar tools and the things behind the bar, and also a, a boost to perception and insight on those who sit close to the you know the the watchful eye of the bartender. So we're going to be using that. So we're saying you're using your bar tools to make a halop- uh, a uh, dragon pepper simple syrup. <laughs> uh, go ahead and make me that roll and do it with uh, your proficiency bonus and your intelligence modifier. Oh, hell yeah. That's gonna that's a big old boost. Ooh, for a big old roll, that's going to be uh, unnatural 22. Oh, shit, yes. Yeah, so you pull it off. It is a nice, spicy, simple syrup. It is not, uh, I don't know, had you gotten a lower roll, it might have been, as you said, illegally spicy. <laughs> Uh, but this is uh, this is a nice got a nice 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 kick to it. You do a good job. Uh, it takes a, takes up most of your time. So beyond that, all you have really time to do is prepare for the night. Anyone else? Uh, Tex is going to eavesdrop on some of the patrons. Uh, uh, get a sense of who's in the bar tonight. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, right? I, 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 yeah, because I, I, I didn't want to hide those first. Yeah, patrons, for sure. Okay, but but I will say there is actually one other human in the bar. Uh, mm-hmm. Over to the side, there is oh, a stage oh. with a red curtain. Uh, and you see yeah. over there, there is a, another employee, one who's kind of a, you know, he's, he's sort of a, a contract employee, sort of a, a lot mm-hmm. of musicians drift in and out of this bar. And uh, this this man is over there so setting up, a, he's just got a guitar, he's sort of setting up and getting ready. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Tex is going to go over and, and make some small talk with our with, with our other employee. So you sort of stroll over to him. He's a yeah, he's a human man, uh, sort of uh, like a skinny, young-looking guy. He's got sort of shoulder-length, curly blonde hair and a huge blonde handlebar mustache. Um, he's wearing a interesting uh, set of clothes. It has little bits of like glass and beadwork on uh, sewn into it. Uh, uh, it sort of glitters as he moves, and uh, uh, he sort of turns and smiles at you, holding his guitar. Uh, you've seen him play like a last couple nights. So I haven't really had many conversations with him, but you know his name's Buck. Had a book. You playing again tonight? He turns and says, "You know it, friend." Like we're trying to uh, entertain uh, these folks around here. Uh, hopefully, there'll be less glassware thrown at me tonight. Well, you know, hey, you can always use a couple more uh, beads for your jacket, I suppose. So <laughs> that is yeah. what I do with it. I recycle the. Yeah. Oh, you you get it. You get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> what you gonna play for us tonight, huh? Oh, you know, just some of the classics. That seems to be what they like. Stuff they've heard before, things about riding, you know, owl bears and, you know, your queen having you beheaded, stuff like that. Hmm. Tex kind of gets like a far off look in his eyes as if to go like, yeah, those are the good old days. <laughs> he, sort of, he sort of looks at you and says, uh, you, uh, you doing all right? Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm happy to, I'm happy to be here. You know, boss has got us on a. Special mission or something. I don't know too much about it. As long as I get to crack a couple heads tonight, you know, I'm going to be just as happy as a uh, happy as an owl bear riding around in the forest, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I seen you swinging the club into a couple faces last night. That was, yeah, that was nice. That was good. Yeah, 
yeah, haven't quite picked all the teeth out of uh, out of out of old Casey yet, but uh, that's all right. You know, that'll give give the give the next some bitch a little bit of uh, flavor when I knock <laughs> with it. He says, "Well, you know, I'm not not much of the fighting type, so uh, if you uh, if you see them rushing at me, come save me, big strong guy." <laughs> Ooh, a little do my, I'll do my darndest. Can't give you yeah. any guarantees, but I'll try my hardest. Yeah, he gives, you, he gives you a big smile and he uh, hops up on the stage with his guitar and he says, he says, uh, let me know if you want to request a song, Tex. Yeah, you, you, you play that one about the, uh, about the po- potion that makes you sick on love. It's got like a number <laughs> after it or something. I love, I love that one. I'll love do potion number five. I love this song. <laughs> it was actually written by a Dior by the name of Lou Bega. <laughs> he had he had many women. <laughs> I heard that Ashley was. He counted them. <laughs> Listed them all by name. Uh, hell yeah! See, you sort of this little moment with Buck. Uh, uh, get well, you know the musician on your side. Always helpful. You never know. Uh, anyone else want everything they want to do? I think Derzik will pour himself a beer. Hell a tusk. yeah! Derzik. Uh, does not mind the orc's will. <laughs> yeah, well, so the, the interesting thing about the Tusk beer, you go to one of the barrels, uh, there are lots of barrels of this beer, Tusk, the beer that is served here in this bar, and you know that there's an interesting thing about this beer. That this beer is the favorite of Stu the Necromancer. He's, in fact, fiercely brand loyal. And despite the fact that Tusk is by no means a great beer, he has given you specific instructions to all of you that if anyone gives too much shit about the beer, that is grounds for a ejection. <laughs> but oh, you have learned to, to, despite your reticence with the beer, to not tell him that. <laughs> of yeah, that's, course. That's instantly going to get under Falix's skin, because you know he is that type that is always going to be talking about the best craft beer you can drink when you're just like, <laughs> I just want a Miller High Life. That's all I want. And it's just like, well, you don't understand the hops balance of the Cindy presenting <laughs> to you. Like, it's, it's... The effervescence! <laughs> yeah, and, and nothing else in the bar is like that. Just the beer selection. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, you grab yourself a beer. Anything else you want to do, Jurassic? Boy, PBJ, I think that this is going to be another depressing night. Uh, pretty much as soon as Durzek pours himself a beer, Petunia goes in afterwards. She will never do it first, but as soon as someone else does it, she's hopping on that. Uh, yep. It'll be fine. Here we are again. Here we are again, double curse, just you and me, PBJ and Dylan and everyone <laughs> and else here, others, you know. Yeah. Well, yes. It just pops up. PBJ, anything you want to do before the shift starts? Um... Oh um, yeah. If there's any like reflective surface, probably just like make sure all my shit still looks really cool. Not like I'm trying too hard, but like like I look rugged and intimidating, but also like kind of hot, but also like just like I'm not trying too hard, you know. Yeah, like the perfect balance. Yeah. yeah. Not giving cool, a shit. Cool, hot, yeah. and unapproachable. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
but also hell like, yeah hell really yeah there, there is a big mirror behind like a standard bar it's a big mirror back there classic pbj always checking her whiskers before our shift <laughs> hey you got good whiskers Never you gotta check them. <laughs> well hell yeah that's what rules uh okay so uh yeah you all have your uh, thing so let's go ahead and say it is now question mark the sun has started to dip into the, into the below the horizon, and now people are starting to show up at the double curse. Uh, the first people to show up are, of course, uh, um, a, a group of people that you kind of all just sort of collectively call the dregs. Um, they are uh, older and older crowd. Uh, they are like bar flies. They have like a corner they all sit at. A lot of them don't really talk a lot. They're mostly like kind of like washed up villains. Um, people kind of down on their luck uh you know they, they kind of uh they, honestly talking to a lot of them kind of bums you out sometimes uh mm-hmm. most of them are kind of embittered uh but you see there's sort of a, a selection of them uh you know there's kind of a, a random smattering of different types of people you see like a gnomish druid uh, there's the, a, sort of a, an elderly looking uh elf uh with kind of a scowl and walking with a yawn tea who has sort of snake-like features and uh sort of uh the the, the slit eyes like a snake has uh and a um uh, um, uh, and a big, uh, uh, like a big, a big chunky toad man, a bully wug. Uh, they they also this sort of a calm and stuff. You also see that there's another person who immediately kind of pops into the bar, and uh, this is someone you all know quite well. It's a halfling man. Uh, he's dressed in as he often is in a sort of impeccable green suit. Uh, with a yellow, like gold yellow tunic underneath. And he wears a lot of jewelry and particularly a lot of rings and necklaces and earrings. And he has a big septum piercing. And he comes and he sits down at the bar. He's got kind of like slick back hair. Uh, it's sort of a, a kind of a, a, a grin on his face perpetually. And you know this to be a, a local uh, super criminal uh, by the name of Danto Labre Vert. Ah. And he sort of sits down, he sort of drums on the, the, the counter, and he says, Alex, uh, my usual, please. <laughs> oh, right away, of course. Uh, do I have to do a roll, or would he, would he know right away? Would he... No, right away, what Danto's usual is? Why don't you go with now, isn't you ask? Go ahead and make a history check. <laughs> oh, there I shouldn't have said anything. I should have just been like, here you go. Yeah, you should have. You should have just shut up. I was going to let you have it. <laughs> well, hey, great news. That is, a very good, that is a very good spicy 19. Uh, oh hell yeah! Uh, so spicy nineteen, yeah, you know what he wants. He wants a. He wants a. He likes a little like uh It's a sort of. Um, it's sort of like herbal liqueur made by halflings, uh, and uh, you know he likes it in a little glass. Yeah, I get that. I get that perfect little glass. I put just the right amount on, just slide it. To- How's the day treating you, Danto? Is oh you know nothing uh, too different. Uh, yeah, just sort of uh, you know what I get into on a day to day basis. You know. I mean, I know it, stuff. I say it every night, but if you ever come across any vials or strange liquid, you're just going to throw away after the missions. Just pass them under the bar. I'll take a look at them. Consider them gone. And, and, and he sort of gets a grin on his face. And he says, okay, well, if you ever have any juicy bits of information or things you might know that could be snatched up, uh, maybe you tell me about it, huh? Oh, I would love this story. I figured out the exact time it takes for an uh, entire liver to be putrefied by, by an acid substance. Would you like to hear about it? Oh. 
okay, well, hey, to each his own. <laughs> yeah, he basically holds up like his own kind of like, uh, you know, his little hand is flute to drink to Danto and then goes back about his business. You could tell me about the liver putrefaction. I love that kind of shit. <laughs> so now the thing is, you think with the sounds nasty, lay it on me. If you were all the way to the top, you could just get the whole acid dissolved within about 30 minutes. You'd think so, but it's such a hardy organ that it actually takes more about around 45 to 46 minutes exactly before it's all turned to dust. Okay, nice. Great to know if you're ever having to embalm an entire body. <laughs> Sure, if I ever find myself with acid and a liver, I know we'll have to wait for 45, 46 minutes. Right, and then, you know what? Like a good night to me. What so you guys are having this discussion. You notice that like, the, the elderly elven woman just sort of like takes her glass of elvish wine. She's like... <laughs> sort of turns away from the rest of you as you're having this discussion at the bar. Uh, Look at this one, clutching her pearls. <laughs> she does not like liver, what? <laughs> uh, over by the the door, uh, um, uh, I guess. Uh, your texts are you sort of like posted up by the door? Yeah, I'm posted up by the door. Um, uh, there, there's a, a group approaching. Um, the group is uh, uh, you notice that there's like uh, it's just like three women walking down the street, like down like the the street leading up to the bar, and then turning and mm -hmm. walking. It unusual to see people on foot like this. Uh, and as they approach, you see that they are an interesting sort. There's a woman in a fur coat. Uh, the fur coat is sort of a, a sort of a, a, a pale white, almost like some sort of Arctic animal's coat. Uh, and she's flanked on her side by two women in blue robes uh, with shaved heads. Mm -hmm. Good look. Uh, and uh, she arrive, they arrive at the steps and she sort of just looks at you. Uh, it's an old woman. Uh, she's uh, like very, very old looking. She uh, uh, has sort of like a faint blueness to her skin and long, you can tell she must have like really long white hair, but she's got done up in a big bun like a mm -hmm. Miyazaki grandmother. <laughs> I, can, I can visualize that. Can picture it exactly, yeah. And she's, she's walking with a cane uh, made of some sort of gray wood. Uh, I have, uh, can I, can I make a check before, before we interact? Certainly, certainly. Uh, can I make a history check to see if I knew who this is? Go for it. All right, that is an eight. <laughs> you don't know who this is, but they sure do look important. All right, well, so then Tex is going to play it cool, and he's just going to kind of step, step to the side and just say, ma'am, enjoy your sleep. Uh, and uh, uh, she sort of she smiles at you, and she's got like a really broad smile, like she's like really like it's like you know like a there's something just sort of eerie about it. She's really just thank you, I will. And oh. she just sort of walks past you. <laughs> uh, and, the, and, the, and the other two women you now can see are elvish women, uh, mm. uh, but with shaved heads and uh, sort of a grim countenances. Uh, they just sort of just like walk past you and give you both a look. Uh, you can tell that they are utterly identical. I do say howdy to each of them as they walk by. Howdy, howdy. And you get nothing other than the look of skepticism. I'll catch them on the flip side. It's all right. <laughs> uh, they, so they they walk in. So then they arrive at the bar where the other three of you are, and uh, uh, you can't help but notice uh, that the, the bar's gotten a little cold. Um, as uh, uh, they arrive and uh, uh, the woman gets your attention, PBJ. Hi. <laughs> come, come here. <laughs> come over. Ooh, interesting. Uh, and uh, she sort of folds her hands on her staff and she says, Hello, I'm here to pick up something from the proprietor. 
Okay, yeah, it's just gonna be like a minute, so sit down. Define a minute for me. Is that like a minute of time or a minute of, as an expression? As an expression. Hmm. Can you tell me how long I'm be waiting? I would say as uh, as I see them struggling with PBJ a little bit, I come over to hopefully uh, alleviate the situation by offering dreams like Hello there. What would you like to have for a beverage tonight? And uh, 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 she's, uh, she sort of thinks about it. She says, I wasn't really looking for a night out. I was looking to pick up my package. Well, nobody's ever looking for it until it comes their way. How would you like to try my special? <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, since uh, you uh, go ahead and roll uh, 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 and take advantage, since you spent the time to make that delicious simple syrup. Sweet. Is this a performance or a persuasion? Uh, this is persuasion. Ooh, yeah. I should have put more into charisma, but hey, what are you gonna do? <laughs> That's, uh, that all together is gonna be a fifteen. Thing to see how that plays out. Fifteen. Uh, she sort of smiles, and you still can tell she's pretty sold. She says, well, I suppose I could sit in the back and enjoy a cocktail or two with my granddaughters. Oh, well, excellent. I'll give you one of my patent blood letters. I think you'll find the balance of smoky and spice perfect. Mm, Very good. Well, in that case, I'll go and we shall relax for a second. But I don't (laughs) want to wait for long. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll pour him that little glass and, uh, you know, give one to her and the two, uh, the two associates. Oh, they do. walk away. Uh, she is not going to wait for you to make a drink. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, if any yeah. of you would like to make history checks like Tex did, you're welcome to. Uh, I send that to everyone, uh, uh PBJ and, and Durzik as well. Yeah, I would like to think of if I know if this person is a villain that my mom has fought or a hero she has worked with, probably a villain. And if I know what villainy is. Roll with advantage because not to reveal too much, but go ahead and roll with advantage. (laughs) Ooh, thank you, advantage. Uh, 19. Ooh, nice. Uh, Derzik? Oh, uh, I guess I will wait here. Eight plus eight minus seven. <laughs> nice. Uh, you two are also similarly to text, sort of like, uh, I don't know who this is, but uh, they seem intense. <laughs> uh, you, PBJ, uh, do now start to recognize who you're looking at. And it is a little shocking because you know who this is. This is the woman that your mother has always considered to be her arch nemesis. <gasps> this is Madame Storybrooke. Ah! Ooh. A witch of great renown, uh, a crime lord in King City, and known far and wide for being someone you should not fuck with. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, as you had mentioned earlier, I'll go ahead and just tell you, since you mentioned, brought it up earlier, uh, you probably shouldn't let her know who your mother is. <laughs> so they like that's your last. Uh, that's your last pop- thing that pops in your head. It's like, ooh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Don't blurt it out by accident. Don't drop like a family locket that has a picture. 
<laughs> Don't go up and punch her and say this is for my ma. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe that could be. It might be fun. Uh, uh, okay, so yeah, you, uh, uh, can, it continues sort of unabated, uh, uh, and uh, you're sort of serving drinks, uh, talk, chatting with people. Um, Danto is kind of regaling some people with a story about his latest jewel heist. Uh, um, sort of a standard night. Uh, Buck started to strum along on his guitar, and uh, you start to notice that, uh, especially you behind the bar, the glassware begins to rattle lightly. <gasps> My glassware. <laughs> And Tex, I want you to go ahead and make a perception check. Oh, hell yeah. I will do just that. All right. <laughs> we just got a great one from Lee in the uh, Twitch chat. Uh, we just got a, uh, hello, my name is not Petunia Butterbolt Jr. You have no connection <laughs> to my mother. <laughs> Prepare to drink. Prepare to drink. Prepare to drink. Tex gets a 14. 14, hell yeah. Texas, you're kind of got like a, you know, you're, you're sort of an ear to the ground sense about the world. A, a, a beast, tar, a totem barbarian such as yourself. And your your keen perception allows you to suddenly. Oh, wait, perception, you get advantage. I should have told you about the uh, bouncer's rule. Uh, so you get oh, yeah. a, a huge boost, boost to your perception uh, for being a bouncer, which is your, your uh, station here at the bar. Uh, so you get to add double proficiency to perception. And wait, no, you got to pick two. Which one did you pick? Uh, I ended up picking insight and uh, intimidation, I believe. Oh, in that case, never mind. So your original roll yeah. fourteen stands. Um, right, uh, you, uh, uh, what you, you uh, well, fourteen was enough to notice that there is a a smell on the wind. Uh, the smell is distinctively pigs, like the animal. Hmm. Pigs, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, as part of my primal path, I can see up to one mile away, uh, as though I have the eyesight of an eagle. <laughs> In that case, wow. you see down the road a cloud of <laughs> dust moving ever closer. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, have you do a history check and uh, go ahead and take it with advantage because you're you're almost there with identification. Right. Beautiful. Um, okay, so my first one is... That's a, there was a natural, it's a natural 20, minus one, so 19. That's a drink. Natural 20! Holy shit, I gotta open another beer for that natural <laughs> yeah. 20. Uh, uh, I guess uh, I shouldn't, beers. I shouldn't bother rolling my second one, because it's not gonna get better than a natural no, 20. No, unless you wanna do double 20s, we'll blow that for later. Um, okay, with a natural 20, which you immediately put two and two together, you're keen-eyed barbarian bouncer um, and also you know been in King City long enough to immediately feel your stomach drop and just just like oh fuck it's the fucking hog gang oh <laughs> it's no. hog gang baby it's, it's just like just like oh it's hog gang <laughs> no and uh, with that uh, 20 I'm gonna give you all the info hog gang is a local gang um, they are known for riding on wild boars, which they loosely train. Um, Hog Gang is known for being the stupidest, most violent criminal organization in the entire city. Uh, well, oh, their presence in a bar guarantees a fight. Well, are they taking applications? <laughs> uh, uh, with a 20, I'll even say that you realize that you could and have often thought about joining Hog Gang. 
can I? It, I there's with with the natural twenty. There's there's one there's one thing I want to do. Uh, yes. with, with your blessing. So I'm I'm going to decree that. Um, basically only like stepping into the bar for a moment because he's standing outside there is a a a brass bell uh that he just starts ringing (laughs) the text starts ringing and it just is the hog gang bell it's got a little engraving on it (laughs) i love it i love that so much uh you start ringing the bell also say that you uh uh, because you got a natural 20 you also know a little bit about hog gang hog gang yeah they're a stupid violent organization they are known primarily for robbing merchants along the roadways uh using their hogs for transport and quick getaways also that they are uh, uh um they're basically like they they uh buy and they they, the principal narcotics traffickers into king city uh, and often have illicit drugs on them you also know that hog is an acronym for Uh, humans orcs goblins yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) their own bell is the is the whole bar just like chanting that like hog gang Hog. No, it's very much Texas response, which is like, oh shit, hog oh, oh, man. Put away the nice glassware. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. All right, cool. And, and we'll say, and we'll we'll say that we'll say that uh, you start, uh, you you start to, yeah, they 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 show up in kind of a cloud of smoke uh, or dust uh, starts to dissipate, and you see, yeah, there's just a huge snarling wild boars being ridden by an assortment of humans, uh, orcs, and goblins uh, who start to dismount. You see, they're all. All kind of the the hog gang values individuality, and they all have various degrees of like big beards and piercings and tattoos. But they're all wearing armored like leather armor vests. Uh, when they turn around, they have is a pig face on the back of it, and then H O G. That is their defining feature: is their leather cut. So called free thinkers when there's a cool leather jacket in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they start to like just like move in mass towards you. And uh, they're headed up by a tall orcish man. Uh, this orcish man uh, has uh, unusually long blonde hair, like Fabio hair. And uh, his big tusks, he has like a little gold, like almost like a gold thimble on the tip of one of his tusks and a chain connects it to the other tusk. Uh, And he is walking sort of arm in arm with a tiny goblin. Uh, The goblin is wearing sort of like a fashionable like tunic underneath his vest and he's got a black ponytail and little sunglasses on. He's carrying a briefcase. Uh, I am I am going to attempt to to kind of square up as they get in. uh, And I'm going to say... Howdy, boys. We're not going to have any problems this week like last time, are we? And uh, 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 the, the, the orc speaks first and uh, sort of he's like, Hey, man, no, it's, it's not going to be a problem. Don't worry. We're just here to have a little fun. Well, knowing what your uh, definition of fun is, I mean, not that I don't mind it. And I kind of choke up on, on Casey, which I've got in my hands. But uh, just remember to keep it civil. And, and uh, he's, I'm he's... going to make an intimidation check. Go for it. Go for it. Ooh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh man, I do not I do not do well. That's a nine. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's he this 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 orca just like laughs. I mean this guy is like uh huge. He's got yeah, he's, sure. like, a stacked like uh he's got it's like sort of like uh I'm imagining he's like an orc from uh uh, uh muscle beach in Cal you know <laughs> in California. He's got a, he's got a real uh, bebop and rock steady vibe, I'm imagining. Very much so, yeah. And he uh, uh and, and he sort of uh, uh smiles at you uh, warmly, somewhat warmly and it's like he's like, Hey man, dude, don't worry. Like it we're just here for Crunchy's birthday. 
And he gestures over his shoulder, and you see there's a very shy-looking bugbear. Huge, like eight feet tall. Uh, uh, and he sort of waves. Well, happy happy birthday to the to the to the birthday bugbear, I suppose. <laughs> All right, everybody, join me. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Gonna take a cupcake over to Crunch's table. Uh, so they all kind of filter in. There is uh, there is fifteen of them. Oh my god! Oh, shit. <laughs> I also I I just naturally assume. I mean, I'll leave this up to you as the. I gotta assume Felix absolutely hates the hog gang. As a man of of class and resplendent uh, opulence, I, I can't imagine he would like. They tend to just order straight whiskey and tusk. They tend to not pay their full bill. They tend to break things. Yes, they're the they're the nightmare patrons. Okay, yeah. Okay, I thought so. I'm just I wanted to check, but yeah, he. I'd say Falk sees them and he just was silently whispers into the plague doctor mask. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> These assholes again. Uh, all right, so they, they sort of uh, go and they they they. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start um, uh, putting patrons in our bar too. Uh, nice. That they are filtering in. They take up a, a large amount of uh, the bar over here. Uh, where's my? You guys can see a shit ton of them now. A bunch of the orcs and humans all kind of gather around tables, especially with Crunch. Crunch. And a lot of the goblins go outside and begin smoking on the porch. Just saying for you to note as we go. Also, uh, Madam Storybrooke and her granddaughters are up here. My goodness, gotta zoom out. Yeah, I got to zoom yeah. out. Catch all these patrons. This is Ooh, big ass bar. Buck's on the stage playing. Buck. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, so uh, you guys are all sort of just uh, doing that. Uh, you're welcome to start kind of doing your. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like I'm the shitty boss. It's like you're welcome to start doing your jobs, but there's like anything you want to do to like deal with these patrons. You're welcome, Durzik. This is also like uh, this is now the point where the server is required. Prime ability and responsibility shirking time. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm going to uh, maybe pour myself another tusk. Gonna take a look around, find, uh, you know, maybe there's like a skull on the wall that needs polishing, extra polishing. Uh, you see <laughs> there is a, uh, one of the orcs of Hog is sort of getting, trying to get your attention. I ignore him for as long as I possibly can before it becomes a problem for Durzek. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Rolling my eyes, I make my way over and I say, Hello, what would you like at the double curse today? <laughs> we want a round of tusk for everybody here at the table. We're a trying to of... drink everyone else under the table. How very original of all of you. I will be back <laughs> with your tusk so you can drink everyone under the table. No foam on the top, like right to the brim, man. Yes, I will fill them with the requisite amount of tusk. <laughs> I can I can just see Drozex like solely talking to them. <laughs> make a make a perception check. Ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a an eleven. An eleven, okay. Uh you notice uh uh say you're sort of at this table right here. Okay. And uh, you notice as you're there, this sort of a corner table, kind of furthest away from all the rest of them, uh, you notice that this other table right here, 
there are like two orcs talking to a human man and the human man is very like he's having a very animated discussion with them he seems really pissed off um, um, but that's all you get uh, can i uh can i can i stealthily move over there to try and uh uh eavesdrop on what's going mm -hmm. on Make a stealth check. Alrighty, baby. As if you're heading to get some beers, but you're just kind of keeping an ear out. I got a, uh, I got a natural one on that thing. Oh, no. <laughs> so, okay. I think I knocked some stuff over. Cheers. Second one of the night, Dursink, at the double curse. It's two curses. That's the double curse. <laughs> um, so you, um... Yeah, you start to walk away and you sort of just like you're trying really hard to listen into this conversation. And uh, in doing so, um, uh, you sort of just like slam into this Yon T man sitting at the bar a little bit. And he oh, sort of turns boy, it, and he turns to you and says, watch where you're going. Yes, I am sorry. I will, uh, yes, very good point. Of, <laughs> but not your teeth or anything. I mean, just good point in general about watching. Where I'm going, Snake Eyes. Ah, uh, and as you turn turn away, you see that uh, the human man has noticed you looking and is now kind of a little closer to his compatriots, talking about whatever this is. I think that Dorzak would then uh, approach the table in a much more non-stealthy manner and just say, hey, "Hello, man. Get you anything at the double curse this evening." Uh, it's like a human man turns to face you. He's got like a long blonde ponytail with like beads woven into it. And he looks at you and he says, uh, he says, um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Three, three, three whiskeys and a tusk for each, each of us. Okay. Three whiskeys, a tusk. Um, anything else that you would like? Or I don't, uh, uh, no, no. All right. Three whiskeys and a tusk. It is then I will leave. And go to do my job. Go. Is where I am going now. Go. And there's that. Quote. I'm going. I'm, all right, then go. Just you know, go back to whatever you were doing. And he, they, he turns back to them and start to talk. <laughs> Can Derzak hear anything as he? Make a make a perception check. It has gotten very hard. <laughs> this this DC. <laughs> that is a seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, you can't hear the the exact the full conversation, but what you do kind of hear as you start to turn away, is, and he said, you, you like you, he leans in, and he's like, "See, this bar is an example, man. He's an idiot. He always has the worst decision. Why is he in charge?" And you walk away. Yes. I wonder who is in charge as I get this tusk board <laughs> and get uh, the whiskeys. Uh, well, you ponder that. Uh, uh, you start to, uh, uh, Phalax and Petunia are serving beers to the sort of sad sack uh, uh, dregs of the thing. Uh, Danto continues to be sort of just like very trying to, especially like talking to you, Phalax. He has a good rapport with you as to kind of uh, 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 <laughs> weirdos. <laughs> um, um, uh, go ahead. I think I... Um, I don't even know if you would need to make a roll for this. There's something very odd about Dante. He claims to be a jewel thief. He is very mysterious about his methods. You know that he works exclusively alone. 
Yeah, I would say I, I've, I've probably pried him over the few nights to tell me uh, stories of uh, and tales of what he does, and uh, I'm guessing I haven't gotten too much information as, as hard as I pried on all of this. Yeah, he sort of yada yadas over some of the details of these heists. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I would say, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm, uh, I'm everybody, these, these tusk, these beers, pouring them right to the brim without any head as did... And I'm just like thinking to myself, like, what is his deal? What what is up with this Danto? Uh, I do to try to determine. You see, he's just sort of sipping his uh, uh, halfling liqueur merrily. Uh, 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 and uh, uh, another patron walks in now at this point. Um, uh, uh, and this is uh, an interesting sight for this area. Uh, the people, they sort of, well, you know, you know some first, of course, text as they walk up. Uh, it's another mm-hmm. trio. Uh, they kind of arrive via carriage and park their carriage over in the corral, kind of, that is behind the thing, uh, behind the bar. Uh, 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 and the weird thing about these people is they're clearly, by the way they're dressed, pirates. <gasps> It is a tiefling pirate, uh, a human woman pirate wearing a large wide brim hat with a huge feather in it and a sort of short uh, dwarven pirate uh, with lots of tattoos on his neck uh, and a big bushy beard and shaved head. This this is going to be so nuts. I picked the pirate background for bad reputation. What? Oh <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Can I roll another history check to see if I, oh, I recognize yeah, do these guys? Do an advantage. Oh my god. Hell yeah. Yeah, I just wanted bad reputation, but this is really paying off for me. All right, that's a six and a ten, so a ten. Oh. A ten? Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll say with a ten, and considering your background, we'll say that uh, um, you do recognize who this is. Um, you're, you know, I'm not exactly sure of all the details, but you immediately recognize from basically from wanted posters uh, that this is, uh, especially the tiefling man in question, uh, mm. is a pirate captain named Captain Dimitri Venata. Uh, you know, so sort of the thing that tips you off is as he sort of turns the corner and starts walking up to it, you see that he has a single, he is, is missing his left arm. Left arm, <laughs> man who doesn't know right from left here, uh, is missing his left arm, uh, and the, the the sleeve of his coat is just sort of folded. Uh, against his, uh, he's very fashionably dressed, and he's a uh, uh, sort of just walking, and um, uh, he sort of gets up to you. And also, the other thing you kind of notice as he approaches is um, him and his two compatriots seem pretty drunk. <laughs> and nice. uh, uh, he gets up to you, and he sort of sways a little bit, and uh, 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 he says, "Greetings, mind if we come in or uh, sit for a spell?" Of course not, Captain. Sit yourselves in. Uh, and he sort of walks by you and then stops and he turns around and says, Sorry, do you recognize me? Uh, (laughs) yeah, Tex is going to take a moment to be like, well, you know, just from a, just, just from a, you had, you had the, you had the bearing of a captain, so I, I, I took a risk. It's the horns, isn't it? It's the horns. You got yeah, me. See, as he looks at you, you see this like kind of like a yeah, a handsome tiefling man. Uh, he's got sort of a maroon-colored skin and two horns that kind of just extend up above his head, uh, kind of almost touching the middle. Uh, he's uh, wearing a, it's like fancy pirate clothes, uh, and he has a he has a long red tail coming out of the back of his coat. And you notice that as uh, 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 he uh, is talking to you, the coat the tail has come up on his left side, and it goes into a <laughs> coat pocket. And uh, uh, he, uh, he he he. It, 
now has produced a single gold coin wrapped up in the tail, and it goes over to drop it in your hand. Ooh. Uh, oh, that's 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 mighty kind of you, sir. Uh, I'm I'm just doing my job, and I hope you have a wonderful time. <laughs> he says, "I think you deserve a tip, though, for being so such a kind doorman." Well, if you insist, and I I do I. Extend my hand to take the coin. I'm not quite sure if he's if I'm supposed to grab it from the tailor. <laughs> As your hand approaches, he drops it into your hand, uh, and he says, uh, "Now, how about you keep that between us? That uh, you know who I am, huh?" Absolutely. And uh, he sort of gives a, he says, "Good lad," and he gives you a nod of his uh, horn. <laughs> he's sort of like like he's wearing a hat, and then the, 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 the human woman sort of walks by you. She's like just like her eyes are just like wide like scoping you out you can see as she walks by that she is very well armed <laughs> uh, uh, hell yeah and the dwarven man kind of gives you like a little bit of a nod too uh as they head in uh the dwarven man by the way is holding a small wooden chest hell yeah <laughs> is there any like maybe potentially booty coming out of it or uh, and uh, uh, he walks in and out to the bar. You see these, this trio approach the bar, Phallix and uh, 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 PBJ. And uh, uh, <laughs> uh, and he gets to the bar. He's a, sort of uh, just sort of sways in front of the bar, and he says, "Barkeep, barkeep." Yeah. Yes. Uh, me and me crew were celebrating a big haul. So. I want your nicest wine. Oh, of course. I would never dissuade a man from such a fine gl- the grape juice. Uh, and I guess, would would they actually have decent wine here? have a decent selection of fine elvish wines. Uh, it will require, however, a, uh, a check using your proficiency in bar tools to identify which one might be the most fine for this particular group. All right, what's going what's gonna to pair the best with uh, Sense of Barnacles? Uh, let me see here. Salty wine. That's, that's a very good roll. That's going to be... Uh, what am I for the... What's my... Uh, so it's your my, intelligence modifier plus your proficiency. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's a very good roll. And that's going to be a 20... Nice. Yeah, you know exactly like the nicest bottle. It costs like... It, it costs like 20 gold pieces for this bottle. What? Uh, but yeah, I guess I, I would. Uh, could I do a little check to make sure that like, I, I feel like uh, a quick assurance that they would have the money to pay for such a fun? Uh, go ahead and make the make make a insight check uh, with advantage because of your barkeep uh, skill set. You get advantage on patrons who are at the bar for inception uh, insight and perception. You do not get an impre- you not get inception on them. <laughs> that, was a, that was an eighteen. So with my modifiers, that's a twenty three. Hell yeah. Uh, so they, uh, 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 I mean, they're very well-dressed pirates. Uh, you know, especially a lot of pirates uh, that you have met in the past. Perhaps you met one. Uh, tend to either be extremely poor or have a great deal of excess cash. Especially yeah, when saw, they come to land. I've sawed a few of their legs off with gangrene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've attached a couple of peg legs in your time. Yeah. Uh, I'm and, all about uh, uh, Do you present him with the bottle? Definitely, yeah. I, I can tell right away. Like, I, I assume that they're going to have the money. And if not, I know our, our staff will do what they need to, to get it out of them. So. And he, he, he smiles at you, uh, seeing the body, says, You're a man of good taste. Uh, you know, I, I don't uh, mean to toot my own horn too much, but it's uh, a whole life built around of knowing the finest components when needed. 
And he and he smiles and he says, "I don't mean to toot my own horn either, but uh, we're doing a bit of celebrating, uh, pulling off the heist of the year." I think. Oh, heist of the year! I mean, listen, as a bartender, my uh, my ears must ask, pray tell, what uh, what of this heist, if you wish to divulge? And he's just sort of he sort of just laughs. He sort of says, "Like we kidnapped old man King's nephew, ransomed him back." <laughs> Oh, Charged wow. him two thousand shiny platinum pieces for seeing his old nephew again. Oh, and great he was the whole time. And then he sort of just turns, and you tell like they're all really drunk. And uh, he says, "He says, uh, Poro here is holding the purse. Let me see if I can get something to pay you with." He sort of turns, and he he sort of opens up the chest for a second. You can see it's full of large platinum coins. And then he sort of closes. He says, "Oh, silly me! Gold's in me pocket." And the, yeah. the, the tail goes into the pocket and takes out a bag. And sort of hands across you, just sort of flops it on the bar. And then he comes over with his hand and starts. So he goes out twenty gold pieces and puts some other things. Says, "There you go, barkeep." Oh, oh wow. I could just give you two platinum. They're worth ten gold. <laughs> That's true. I'm getting used to being this rich. <laughs> I would say at this point, like on his little plague doctor goggles, he has like flipped over slot machine at this point so yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna take interest in definitely over serving this group and trying to get all the money i can out of them. and and he sort of as he goes away he says i don't want to say this bottle empty all night oh listen that, that uh, if you're a man of platinum which i can clearly see that's gonna be top bottles much like a famous rap song all night <laughs> and he sort of just laughs walking away not knowing exactly what you mean by that uh, uh with his crew in tow uh, uh, that doesn't sound like anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> what is this rap music? Hey, I just want to say thanks, guys, for being really cool about how bad my Irish accent is. Oh, oh your Irish honestly. is fine. You got a nice brogue on you. <laughs> There's been some heat in the chat. <laughs> but... There's been heat in the chat about just your Irish accent. It's, it's from Kelly, so it's not too bad. Yeah. Fair. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, we are giving you golf. Have the bad Irish accents. That's that's what I would. But so the uh, um, uh, yeah, so they go and sit down over. Let me go ahead and show you where they're sitting over in this corner here. Nope, I'm not in the right mode to access my uh, tokens. Yo, I say as if anyone knows what I'm talking about. Same. <laughs> yeah. uh, so yeah, you have a pretty much a full bar here, folks, of uh, the parties of Madame Storybrooke, uh, the Dregs, Danto, uh, Hog Gang, uh, and uh, the pirates under uh, Captain Venata up here by the fireplace. Uh, everyone is drinking merrily, uh, and uh, you guys are kind of in a, in a rhythm to a certain degree. Uh, this will be a part where I just want to know what you want to do with this situation. Uh, yeah, I would say just because uh, since we're just on Phallix, I think he's definitely going to try to priority on the group of uh, swashbucklers. And I'd say the lowest priority, he's putting the Hog Gang. Um, I feel like they, they have a history at this point. They know that uh, he doesn't like dealing with them. So yeah. I think uh, Derzik would waddle over after witnessing that... Uh, that whole interaction, Durzik would waddle over to uh, Phallix and uh, without like facing him, just kind of 
sidle up uh, alongside of him and keep looking in a different direction, but out of the corner of his mouth, he would say something like, uh, Felix, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Absolutely. Wonderful. I knew I could count on you, my friend. I do think that you could take human teeth and make it into an armor if you had enough of them. <laughs> Felix, this is not what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, God. well, I'd... Well, then I guess it's probably about the money. Yes, I agree. We should try. Now we are on the page of each other. This is terrific. <laughs> I'm just saying, scurvy, the teeth become loose. They'll be falling out with all that platinum. We could get both. We could get you teeth. This is no problem. With this amount of platinum, we could obtain many teeth. In fact, if you want me to, you know, get teeth for you, I could... You know, for you could forfeit some of your share, and I get you the teeth. You could give it to me. Yeah, I I like where we're going. Let's you know what? Let's let us leave the bar tonight, rich in both gold and teeth. I, I love it. This is wonderful. And then I yeah, just give him like a little elbow nod. Yeah, uh, you and me, Felix. Don't touch me, but you know, <laughs> you and me. Huh? <laughs> uh, you filthy, filthy thing, you. <laughs> Oh, what are you? This is my favorite buddy comedy. <laughs> I, just, I just let him slide out slowly and be like, okay. Uh, 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 Tex, uh, you're welcome to kind of patrol the bar now that the intake is sort of lightened yeah. out, uh, too, so you're not posted up by the door forever. Um, sure. I, I also say, uh, uh, as you sort of uh, break off this conversation, um, Fa Falix, give me a perception check. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, getting those, getting those hot, hot rolls. This is going to be a unnatural twenty-one here. Unnatural twenty-one, hell yeah! yeah. You notice that um, the patron of the bar acting a little different. Ooh, Danto has gotten very quiet. Yeah, I just, I, I, I look over to him. Something on your mind. Uh, and, uh, um, uh, he sort of looks up at you and he says, hmm, no, what? Oh, Danto, come on here. You're, you're here. Unload your watery. It's much like uh, a drink into the gullets. Oh, you know, just thinking about big diamonds and stuff I want to steal. Who isn't thinking about big diamonds all the time? What <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hmm? tea, oh, I'm going through a tooth phase right now. It happens to all the South of Stonework. Anyways, oh. I mean, maybe you could run me your, your plans by. I'm a man of science. I could fortify your designs, see what you oh, can do. It's not really a potions thing. It's more of like an art theft thing. I, I'm Listen, I'm a man of art just as much as of science. Oh, you know, it's just like if I start giving away trade secrets, it's just, you know me, I'm a blabbermouth. I'll give away everything. I get that is true. I've heard a lot of stories without uh, very So. Yes. Well, how about I just serve... Yeah, how about another one of these, huh? I think I'm gonna stick around yeah. for a little bit longer tonight. Yeah, I can I can see this conversation's kind of an on... It's gonna serve him as usual. Kind of keep an eye on him. See where see where his eyes are leading him and see who he's kind of keeping eyes, uh, eyes on as well. Okay. Hell yeah. Uh, anyone else? Uh, uh, I'm gonna... Tex is gonna take a break from patrolling the 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 bar to put his uh, put his gold coin in the tip jar and ask for a shot of uh, of tequila. Okay, we all play the tequila oh, song. Yeah. We do the little 
<laughs> Check on the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a huge right. success. Hog Gang starts cheering for you. They they love you now. And your big platform <laughs> shoes. When <laughs> uh, when are you guys to serve him tequila? I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'll pour two shots okay. of tequila and take one with him. You're all right, PBJ. Yeah, I know. I'm really how the, cool. Uh, how the customer? <laughs> the customer snap? They, they giving you any trouble? Villainy as usual. Oh, yeah. so scary. Ah. Oh, no, they think they're such hot shit. Well, you know what? You want if, if you want me and Casey to come over, not that you need it, I know. But, you know, if anyone starts giving you any trouble, you know, just send them my way and I'll I'll set them straight. Oh wow, I would hate if there was trouble. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. <laughs> DBJ, I thought you loved trouble. That's, that's the joke. That's the joke. Is oh, yeah, I love, yeah, oh, I hate it so much, but really, oh, give it to me. Oh, <laughs> no, I understand you were being sarcastic. I, I was yeah, being huh. sarcastic. Yeah. yeah, very good. We're very working good, on yes. it. One day you're gonna you're gonna get it right away. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so, but you know, <laughs> the, as long the, the, as you explain uh, to me. I pour I a third shot of tequila for Durzik. Understand? Thank you. I was waiting for yes. Thank yeah. I need this. You, 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 you hear from next to Durzik at the bar is the big uh, bullywug man, and he sort of goes, and then holds out his glass. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I love this he guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's great. <laughs> this is like uh, this is just like a D and D cheers. <laughs> I'm so Gorbs. Oh my god! I'm just gonna tell you, you came so close to guessing his real name. His name's Gorg. <laughs> Gorg. I just, I come up to Glorg, I'm like, I get it, You're, you can't deal with your wife, she's ugly, you're stuck with her, <laughs> you always talk to the mailman, uh, you're kind of sexist, <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> uh, classic Glorg. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, Do we know Glorg? Uh, roll me a history check. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're the, baby. He's one of the dregs. We know game in progress for Glorg. He's <laughs> yeah, time, truly right? know Glorg. This is one of the... One of yeah, no, he's, in, he's part of the dregs. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's seen him quite often. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, Glorg. I, I pull, um, I think a tusks for Glorg as well. He's a big fan. Thanks, very cool. Uh, any, yeah. any, uh, did anyone make a history check on Glorg? I have 14. Oh, 14. Nice. Uh, you have heard some of the other dregs say that Glorg uh, robbed a bank in King City uh, and uh, put his treasure somewhere in the swamp uh, to the south of the city. Uh, it said that Glorg, unfortunately, uh, couldn't ever remember where he put it after he hit it. And, uh, his, the uh, failure of that bank robbery sort of put him off crime forever. <sighs> so, so many bank robbers with these fat purses. Yeah. I love him so much. But yeah, I mean, you'll have to, to figure out, get him to, get him to share his story. <laughs> it, it will be in blub blub. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you guys had that little nice moment with glove. I, I really loved uh, And um, I mean, yeah, so yeah, if you want to just serve drinks or investigating the people around, I mean. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, you got the idea there's trouble brewing. Petunia very mm. much considers herself like the beer and shots girl, whereas Felix is more of the mixed drinks kind of bartender. She does all the easy stuff. Um, so I will, like, look around and see if there's a group of people that has, like, not a lot of drinks left, and I'll bring over some on-the-house shots to all do together. Saying, is there anyone in particular you'd like to do that to? Uh, yeah. The Hog Gang. Of course. You get oh, all right, I'm so excited to you. You, you approach the same table that sort of Jerzik started with. Uh, uh, you notice as you walk over to this table that uh, uh, the, the large orc with the metal cap on his tooth so is strolling cool. past arm in arm with the little goblin and uh, the, uh, a bugbear, a tall bugbear, uh, toward the bar. Uh, but you head over to this table here and uh, offer them shots. It's sort of a mixture of like humans and a goblin and some uh, an orc. And uh, uh, they sort of uh, are very, very, very eager to take free drinks. Uh, they're very excited by that. And and uh, um, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Ooh. Uh, no advantage because you're not at the bar. Oh, that was a one. <laughs> uh, you, there was like a uh, loose board here because you to go turn away to go get the shots for these uh, this table and you trip and you slam into this you know, yawn tea man. <laughs> oh, this poor guy. <laughs> uh, first, let me take my one drink. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> he says, watch where you're going. Sit somewhere better. God damn it. I like <laughs> to sit here. Well, it's my right. Suck. The serpent people, they always sit by that one table with the loose board. I don't know Come why they on. do this. I'm not going to fix the board. I like the, the view here. <laughs> they always talk about the view, but I mean, look at this. <laughs> If you sit there and look, it's just like a view of the bathrooms over here. <laughs> I like oh, they have pervers. I see it. Yeah. Nice Big toilet fan. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to have to poop and there's someone else in there. Yeah. Yeah. I have to assume this is like a this is like a classic terrible dive bar Chicago bathroom situation. Like no door, sure. lots of graffiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and these are the bathrooms over here. I am pinging it right now. I can't believe I'm pinging the bathroom, but this is the world I've created, right? Uh, I mean, there's no place you should ping. It's in the bathroom. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, uh, everybody's dead. Uh, and you, you, got, you got some shots for this table. Start handing out shots. Uh, you know, so this table right here has gone kind of quiet as you come back over. Uh, anyone else have anything they want to do before other, more things happen? I think I might. Uh, I think Dorzek would just be laser focused on the swashbuckling types, and you know, paying attention to how much they are drinking. Maybe bringing them extra drinks. Um, sure. Mostly ignoring the other patrons. <laughs> yeah. You approach and they're sort of merrily talking, and uh, see, like the, the the pirate captain is sort of just like leaning against the table a little bit. He's sort of just gloating about his victory over the King Corporation. And how much money he got him to pay for this this stupid nephew that he kidnapped? <laughs> oh, those nephews, yeah, you know. He was so easy to catch. Easy he to kidnap. Fell 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 right for it. Well, practically invited him onto the ship. How many nephews does that guy have? Is it just the one, or is it several? <laughs> I think it's several. Think it's oh, several you could do it. Family. You could do this again with the <laughs> other nephew, huh? 
Don't think really I haven't thought of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're all they're all sort of laughing with you uh uh you see uh, uh the the woman with the big hat sort of uh sort of uh, uh you see it's kind of on guard but it's sort of relaxing some and sort of kicked up her heels on the table a little bit and uh the dwarven man sort of just like uh, giggling drunkenly uh and uh, uh they sort of uh, are very pleased with your service in fact you're even given a tip and it's a fucking gold coin what? I me working at the this double curse here is the first. This, this is the first one. I go, ah, it's real too, and I, I thank you very much. I would give it back as a token of affection, but uh, I will. I won't. I will keep. You it keep it for yourself. For myself. You don't have to worry about me. I'm rich. <laughs> oh, oh, that's it. That's right. Because of the nephew. Ah, yeah. Very good. Hey. you. And he pats the box on the table. Put <laughs> it on pieces in in the chest there. Very good. Uh, yeah. The kid uh, as you start to walk to, away from uh, this table, you uh, hear someone snapping their fingers. Uh, do, do I need to do anything special to see who it is, or do you think I can uh, hear? I mean, there's only one other table occupied, and it is the table with the elderly woman. Oh, in that in that quadrant? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, my Lodugar. Okay. I uh, will walk over and see what is up with this woman and the and other. She is two. sitting there. She's like holding her, like leaning it like against her chair, holding her cane. And you can see the drink in front of her is empty. And she says, "So I was just wondering if you knew who, perhaps how much longer I was going to have to wait." Uh, <laughs> I, I can get you what you want, you tell me. I want, what, you want and I... what I came here to pick up from the resident necromancer in charge of this establishment. I'll take another drink, but I'm starting to grow impatient. Yes, there were, I think I sneakily overheard that there were your package. You're looking for a package, correct? I think you know why I'm here. Yeah, of course I do. You are very important to the double curse and Stu, and uh, uh, he definitely didn't mention anything about not bothering him tonight, so I will uh, get your back. Uh, I'll get it for you, the thing that you are looking for, okay? Yeah, <laughs> but I will take another drink if that uh, but, if there uh, is... What does it is worth yeah. of yours? Ask the man in the mask, uh, who seems to be mixing these delicious cocktails. I must say, I do like my cocktail. Oh, I'd say, yes. say uh, Falix overhears that. He's, he's walking up to mix up a little another brewski for them. <laughs> mix up a brewski? <laughs> mixing up a brewski. <laughs> yeah, just taking a beer and putting it in a mix uh, uh, is he, uh, you can put in their order for their drink for them. Uh, and then uh, uh, she sort of looks at you uh, for a second, though, Terzik, and she says, Hmm. What sort of criminal are you? Well, let us just say that some things that did not belong to me found their way into my pockets. The uh, King's Guard were informed of such a thing, and I almost ended up in the dungeon. But uh, am I in the dungeon? I don't think so. So, you know, I uh, find myself here, not in a dungeon, uh, serving you uh, 
wonderful pointy people. Yeah, she she smiles. She smiles and once again this like unnervingly large grin at you and she says, "You don't seem like you're very scared of me." Well, let us just say that uh, Durzik's uh, heart is uh, cold. <laughs> like ice. It is hard like stone. I come from underground. I'm not like the people who soak up the sun want to tell everyone to lighten up. I am uh, a little she different, you know? grips the top of her staff, and you see that underneath her hand, the wood begins to frost over. And Ooh. she says... I think you and I have something in common, friend. It's, I think that you are correct. I think perhaps there's a little bit of uh, what is in me is in you, if you know what I'm saying. He says, please, go get my drink, and perhaps if I have to stick around longer, you can come and talk to me some more. <laughs> oh, yeah, I might do this. Yes, yes, uh, you can do this thing again, you know? It's, it's a nice trick. Okay, I will go. Get the thing that you want. <laughs> and yeah. she says, the two elvish women, by the way, say nothing the entire time. <laughs> uh, all three of you are very nice. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go get the drink for you. Yeah, I'd say uh, I was mixing up the drink, but overhearing the conversations. Ooh, somebody likes you, Durzik. <laughs> I think romance is in the air. Everybody likes Durzik, and Durzik hates everyone else. So, you know. It's a bit of a one-way street, but, um, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I happily handle the same kind of uh, mix earlier. Uh, since that seemed to work pretty well, I try to make the same thing. Uh, and then just be like, oh, hopefully this is, uh, is going to tie things over. And just like, so did she give any details on this package, or...? You know, this is a bit of a pickle that we find ourselves in because she's looking for the package. Still said, don't bother me. He's the one who has the package, so I don't know what to do. Dalton, what do you think? Uh, you turn and the, the, the spirit up, uh, 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 extends and uh, it sort of looks at you and says, Number one, no one kills any patrons of the <laughs> double curse. Number yeah. two, Expect the unexpected. Don't underestimate your foe. Number three, take it outside. And number four, be nice. I'm glad he didn't say have fun. I was about to puke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he says, he says, also, special addendum rule for tonight. Don't interrupt the boss. Ooh, that's the, okay, that's the Nowhere on this list do I see go get package. So I will bring the drink. And then I will make myself busy. Right? As you, you get a broad smile from her as you put down the drink and then you turn to walk away. Uh, as you walk by, uh, the dwarf uh, uh, Poro, uh, the, the, the sailor, walks by you and into the bathrooms nearby. Okay. He's going to the bath. Is, is, was Poro the one that had the, uh, that had the chest? Yes. And the chest is on the table still. And then, but we still got two bogeys drinking at the yeah. table. Sure do. Um, Durzik is a diminutive, uh, wide but diminutive uh, fella. I think Durzik is going to try to stealthily, after he, you know, gets relays the drink, 
He's going to try and make himself disappear a little bit and then stealthily get under the table. <laughs> like this. The, pi the pirate table, yeah. Okay, very good. Go ahead and go for it. Okay. With stealth roll. Yes. Definitely do not roll the one. It's on going to be line. a high DC. Okay. I got a. I got a 23. Ooh. 23. Okay. Well, the 23, I will say that you don't necessarily fail. You don't manage to like crawl under their feet, like into under their table. But yeah. however, you do kind of basically disappear into one of these large chairs by the fireplace. And you're pretty sure that they have no idea that you are there. Okay. Okay. I'm in a chair by the fireplace and I'm not necessarily under it. Am I, am I, Am I behind a person or am I behind the the empty poro seat? You're uh the way we'll say that you got to like this chair right here. So uh it's difficult for the way that you're sort of scrunched down, it would be impossible for them to see you unless they stood up from their table and turned around. But where they're currently sitting, uh -huh. they cannot see you. Okay. Um, but I mean, if you were under the table and they got up, they would see you too. So I mean, it's yeah, the same, yeah. same thing. Yeah. Hmm. We'll I go want... actually. Just make this less confusing. We're going to go ahead and put. You're right there. There you go. Okay. Okay. Great. And they don't. See, they are totally unawares. I'm gonna. Uh, oh, is there anything on uh, the table that's? the right the unoccupied table that's right behind me that i could like uh toss somewhere to maybe cause a little bit of a diversion candles <laughs> what's up there's some candles there there's candles there on the table glowing all these candles <laughs> i mean fire is the ultimate distraction yeah but uh maybe i'll uh uh just to, to should... give some context to also what things that are happening at the same moment uh, at yeah. the bar here, uh, uh, Falix, you notice that uh, Danto gets up and goes to the bathroom. Ooh. Everybody's going to the bathroom. Boys. Yeah, I, um, I'm guessing I can't really leave the bar, though. I, I guess I look around to see if there's Can, anyone I could notice. These weird shenanigans going on. Uh, you, well, you're sort of, uh, go ahead and make a, um, I mean, that's kind of what you see if you'd like to make a perception check to see something different, you're welcome to roll. You will not get advantage on this one because what you're looking at is people beyond the bar. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna glean the cube. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> the, the hot streaks are continuing very nicely. That's gonna be an 18. 18. Hell yeah. Uh, you notice that, uh, um, uh, 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 sort of, uh, you see, you see Danto go to the bar and, uh, 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 you just sort of notice something very odd as he walks toward the bar. And that is, uh, uh, there's like a shimmer to Danto. Like he kind of phases for a second and then keeps walking. Uh, and then as that happens, the two, uh, the, the orc and the goblin, the, 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 the big tough looking orc with the cap on his tooth and the goblin with the briefcase arm in arm with uh, uh, crunch, the bugbear approach the bar and uh, the, 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 the uh, orc addresses you and he says, greetings. Um, it's a uh, crunch's birthday. Crunch has a request if that's okay. Okay. Happy birthday. No, that's not it. That's not it. Crunch speak. And Crunch says, Crunch, want 
wine. Fancy elf wine. I'd say, uh, Falix, knowing, I, I, I want to say, I want to do the balance of could. Falix is going to go to try to find the cheapest elf wine so that he fulfills this task, but he's doing it at the cheapest uh, price leader possible. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I love how much you guys are leaning into being a crooked bar staff. It really yeah. means a lot to me. <laughs> you, uh, uh, so yeah, you, uh, uh, you grab, uh, uh, go make, make, me, make me the requisite bar check with the intelligence modifier plus your proficiency. Okay, come on. Good rolls. Don't stop now. Yeah, that's that will be very good because that, but unnatural. Oh, an unnatural twenty. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah, I'm, dude. I'm using uh, all my good rolls. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be getting ones when when, <laughs> when, the, when the actual brawl back brag breaks out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well, uh, I'll so, an excellent bartender at least. Yeah, you grab like a mid-range bottle of Elf wine. It's like three silver pieces. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like this is like knowing this crew and how uncivilized their palates are uh this is like this is gonna wow them regardless even if even if they knew their wines they'd still be pretty happy getting this one but i know it's, it's gonna be cheap enough i'm not gonna feel bad about losing it but this is gonna it's gonna knock their socks off i'm gonna be honest with you all so you put it on the table and uh they they sort of uh, pass it to crunch and crunch looks at it and you see like a look spread across his face we're just like that looks happy Happy birthday, boy. He looks up and he says, Crunch took wine appreciation course at <laughs> King's School. <laughs> Just once again, my mask. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and Crunch takes the bottle and you see that his grip is tightening and you can see some cracks in the wine bottle starting to form. I'm going to try to talk my way. I was like, oh, well, if you're a connoisseur of wine, then you know that, listen, this is not top of the shelf, but it tastes just as good. This is the mid-range that's truly high range. Uh, any any connoisseur would know this is the wine they're going to... Mm. You're not paying that flavor. <laughs> the orc has now kind of lifted up the goblin and it's sort of backing away a little bit. Uh, and uh, 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 go ahead and make a persuasion check. Okay, there we go. Come actually, on. actually, either uh, maybe it's gonna be a deception. I don't think you're being honest. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not being honest. Hey, you know those great rolls we were having earlier? Guess what? <laughs> That's a seven. Oh, oh no! Crunch. The bottle, the bottle smashes uh, and sprays wine kind of all over the bar. <laughs> As and, it uh, is, like that was such an expensive wine to crunch. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? And the orc starts patting on the back. He's like, "Hey, Crunch, come on, man, be cool, man. It's 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 his birthday. He really wanted a nice bottle of wine." Okay. Uh, well, you know what? I can't argue. I think reluctantly, I'm gonna go for one of the nicer. Your uh, your mic kind of cut out. It sounded like you were swearing that whole time. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of, of, one of the nicest fucking asshole? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for that uh, that nicer wine bottle, the dwarf uh, that, or I should say, I got for the pirates here earlier. Then, and uh, uh, the as you do that, uh, uh, Crunch looks at you, and his eyes get really narrowed, and he says, "Free now, it is free now for Crunch." <sighs> Happy birthday <laughs> to Crunch. Hober, can I make a perception check to see if I 
can see what's going on over here. Yeah, make it make it with uh, your double. Mo oh, you know, because you didn't take that one. Sorry, make I didn't it with advantage because like it's getting pretty rowdy over there. Yeah, sure. All right, so first roll seventeen. All right, so seventeen. Seventeen. Hell yeah. Um. Uh. 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 Yeah. You. You totally see this is happening. All right. Cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna come over and I'm gonna be like, Hey, birthday boy. What uh? What seems to be the problem over here? Hmm. <laughs> the barkeep lied about quality of wine. Thought Crunch did not know. <laughs> and the orc sort of gets in between. It's like, say, like, Hey, uh, you know, Crunch is a big uh, small yay for the group, really. Mm -hmm. Crunch, and, uh, te te it, it, it's no secret to say Tex has been a little bored. He's he's been feeling this energy, and he's uh, he's he's kind of hungry for something. So he's gonna go. Uh, oh, Crunch is a small yay, huh? Is uh -oh. he uh, is he working a bar? Because uh, Phalax does. Uh, and uh, you see, Crunch is starting to get pretty mad, and like the org is really trying to intervene, like. Hey guys, come on, man! And like, uh, like the, the 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 goblin kind of starts rushing, uh, uh, is making a move to head over to the rest of the hog gang. Thought you, uh, thought you and your buddies were going to stay in line tonight. I'm I'm directing this to the orc, uh, and, and the and the orc's like, hey man, it's your guy trying to pull a hustle on uh poor Crunch on his birthday. Mm, Tell him he, he holds a piece of label. And he's like, he told him this is the best bottle of wine. And I think you and I both know that's not true. Listen, I don't know wine from my ass or a hole in the ground, but uh, I'm going to say, gave it to you. Can't be that bad. Hmm? Hmm. Crunch does not like being made a fool of on birthday. Well, mm. I mean, once again, I would like to say just because it's mid tier doesn't mean it's not the finest for flavor. It's really the price inflation you always have to consider. <laughs> And 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 uh, he sort of turns to you. His his eyes are getting pretty wild. <laughs> and uh, 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 he he says, maybe crunch, crunch, you. Uh, at this point, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Casey out and say, hey, big boy, how we take this outside? And uh, 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 he crunch says, birthday party, not done yet. And Crunch takes the wine bottle and smashes it against the bar. And get ready, folks, because it's about to get wild. Oh. I, at this point, we're going to take our intermission before the bar brawl officially breaks out. <laughs> yeah, I love this. Solid. Uh, so we're going to take like a 10-minute break. And uh, we're going to come back at, I guess, yeah, like uh, 9.05. Uh, for the second half of this, uh, it is going to be just go ahead and give not just uh, our listeners, but also you, our players. Uh, it is going to be all combat. So get ready for ah. some initiative rolling when we get back. In fact, we might go ahead and take care of the initiative stuff while we have this intermission uh, and uh, come back to you guys with a fun bar brawl here at the Double Curse. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this uh, episode of the of uh, Mandatory Workouting here at NPC Incorporated. Uh, we are on a one-shot based on the concept of Rowdy Roadhouse. House, and as we all knew it was going to get, it's getting violent. Uh, so um, more drinks will be spilled and probably some blood, too. When we come back. Uh, we'll see you soon. It's crunch time, baby. <laughs> it surely is. Boy, oh, of all yeah. the people I thought you were going to pick a fight with, I didn't think it was going to be. 
This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.